Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Jimmy. And me, Ollie. Yeah, this, this one was... A fun one, I think. Very fun. We had Mark Lawrenson on, who I'm presuming everyone's heard of. Yeah, we had a chat about the season up to lockdown. We spoke about goals, the restart, uh, the season tickets. There was a bit of chat about Trevor Hemmings in there, transfer market. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you, you and you and Laura finished with a bit of a Liverpool chat, didn't you, Ollie? Yeah, sharing our adoration for Jordan Henderson. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good fun. Very good fun. Um, so yeah, enjoy. Thank you. Right, well, well, we'll start with um, obviously the season so far. I think on the whole, it's it's been it's been a pretty good season. Obviously, we've we've been in the top six for over sixty five percent of the season. Mm-hmm. But I think for for me, I think the, the lockdown kind of came at the right time for us with our form. We'd lost four in four in six. I think the thing for me is that there we look like we're just running out of legs a little bit. So I, I would agree with you and. We know he changes the team quite regularly, but I think that's because basically um, we probably know the best team, but the three or four positions where it doesn't really matter and players come in and players are left out. I, ju- I, just, I just feel, I think, like, like all North End fans, that if we could have signed a striker in um, the last uh, deadline, would have made all the difference. And I was surprised, really, actually. I know we've got Sinclair and stuff, but... You just think when somebody new comes in and he's obviously a good player because you you hope we don't only get good players. It it can just kind of push people on, because um, yeah. I think you know the, the thing for me watching watching us play is they give hundred percent every single one of them. And while we not while we might not be the nicest team to watch and great on the eye, if you're a season ticket holder, you, you very rarely come away okay. Occasionally we get beat, but you very rarely come away and, and think. My God, yeah, they might um, might not play very well, but they all have a go. And I think, I think everybody in the championship knows when they come to Deepdale, certainly that it's 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 horrible. Yeah, and you know that that's that's the way we've got to be because we haven't got we haven't got too much quality, and we've just got to be really hard to play against. Yeah, I think that comes from the manager as well. Yeah, how the manager how the manager goes about goes about his business, but. Um, I think with Sinclair, he's not made that much of an impact because he barely barely played for Celtic in the first half of the season. Yeah, it was but like six months or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's taken him a little while to to get to get up to speed. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I agree with you, Jake. I think the QPR game was the last game before the break, wasn't it? And the second half at Deepdale was players just like 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 Laura said ran out of legs a little bit, so. Yeah, uh, I think by by the time we play on Saturday, we'll have been fifteen weeks. I think. Wow, which is obviously getting on to three four months. Well, it's longer than a, it's longer than a pre season break, isn't it? Because usually yeah. finishing at the start of May, yeah, and then you're back in training 
last week of, last week of June. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's never been a break of 15 weeks for players before between games, especially competitively. Yeah. I think you're right in terms of the goals issue, Lalo, because if, in our last five games, we'd only scored one goal from open play. Yeah. Um, and we were crying out for a striker in, you could say, August. You know, obviously yeah, yeah. we had we had Mo, obviously Nugent signed, but we were still lacking up front, and it was so yeah. evident going into January we needed a bit of firepower up there. I, I know there's probably not a great deal available, but you, you look at the options we had twelve months ago. You had Nemecha, you had um, Robinson, you had, you had you had quite a decent list of options that you could at least play as a nine, but. Yeah. This year, we've been lacking. And obviously, Louis was unfortunate with his injury in what, his second game of the season. But it's goals have been an issue this year. Yeah. I think when you look at it as well, I was, I was looking at this last night. I think Stockley's only started six league games. Um, and I think Nugent's only started 10. So, a recognised striker's only started half the league games. Sure. I think, I think so, as well, when, when you watch us is... Even though Stockley's a he's a big old unit, um, all bounces off him a little bit. We, we're not very mm. good at that keeping hold of the ball. And the, to be honest with you, the players we've got, they're not those kind of players anyway. So consequently, what happens is you can't get the team up the park, you know, then then to play in the opposition's half. And I think certainly at home, a little bit where teams kind of just sit in, just we find it really, really difficult to, to break them down, don't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's that frustration after tw- we've scored a lot of goals in the first 15 minutes of games at the start of the season and especially mm. last year. But then in the past sort of two or three games at home, you look at the QPR game, the Millwall game, if we're not scoring in that first 15, 20 minutes when teams have sat in, I think Reading were a perfect example of that as well. You know, to soak up that little bit of early pressure and then they can play their game after that point. Sure. Um, and I think teams sort of came to detail with that game plan knowing that if we don't score in that first 15, 20 minutes, I wouldn't say the crowd get restless because we don't. We we, we know what to expect under Alex Neil. Yeah. No, um, they, they, do, they do get restless because it's Preston. <laughs> we, 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 know, we know that is the way that it's not one or two minutes like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And, get, lads get shouting, and get it forward when that's not the Alex Neil type of play. You know, yeah. it's like we do tend to try and build it up slightly. And, and it can be a little bit, negative at times in terms of it be about possession rather than go out all out attack you know I don't know what some fans want to see because let's be honest the football under Alex Neal has been probably been better than it was under Simon Grayson because yeah, that yeah. was very much contained uh, and if you go one nil up it's part of the bus you know it's um, but yeah. I think it's it'll be interesting what happens next week because obviously every team's in the same boat you know mm. everyone's had 15 weeks off and I think it's it might have a bit of a pre-season feel to it, like some of the games have, especially the first couple of weeks in terms of Germany and watching a bit of the Spanish football and Italian football this weekend. It's um, yeah. there's only been a handful I mean, of games that have had intensity. Yeah, I mean the on, the only thing is as well is because they can only play a couple of practice games or something. You have no idea as as a manager or a coach how fit they are. Mm, yeah. You know, and what and what the touch is is going to be like, and you know, obviously every team in the league is going to going to be the same. And I think in the first couple of weeks there'll be some some surprises, but they are they are used to playing games behind closed doors. I mean, you know, obviously Blackburn played at Liverpool the other day, but it yeah. was meant to be us, wasn't it? 
we 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 were meant to be playing. I was told, but but um, I think Alex Neil they couldn't kind of get the right day. We didn't want to play on a Thursday or you know we, I don't know whether we wanted Wednesday or Friday, whatever it was. And and Liverpool were insistent that they wanted to play on the Thursday. So that'll be something to do with countdown minus how many days until they play the first game. But they are they are used to that, and and teams do play a lot of what they call bounce games. Yeah, you know the three thirty-minute jobs where you can you play for thirty minutes and you can change the team and then obviously you know play for another thirty and then another thirty. So it's it's not massively different. It's just it'll just be a bit eerie because mm. you know you, you hear you'll hear well the swearing will be fantastic, won't it? <laughs> it'll be Champions League. It'll be great. Yeah. I mean, we've had two bounce games this weekend. Well, two friendlies this weekend. So we played Wigan at Deepdale on Friday. Right, okay. Um, so Harrop scored twice in a 2-2 draw. We were 2-0 up apparently. It's, okay. it's a bit of a mixed team. And obviously played Burnley yesterday. Scott Sinclair scored, didn't they? Yeah. So at least we're getting the games <laughs> in. And obviously they've had an inter-squad game, I believe, start last weekend at Deepdale as well. Right. So it'll be interesting. For me, it's just going to be strange for the players to be playing in a, in a stadium environment it's like a, like the old reserves league in a way where you'd have, you know, a man and his dog watching. Mm. But you know, this is going to be competitive championship football, and it's just going to be a little bit strange for, yeah. for me. I just because we've played what nearly five thousand league games, and I think this is the first one be, that will be played without fans. Sure, so. I think it's so strange as well because it's not like you start in a season, you're going straight into a running. Every every game's absolutely massive. I think. Well, we level on points with seventh or one point ahead of seventh, um, and then obviously eighth, ninth, tenth, two or three points behind us. So we're, we're a point yeah. ahead of Bristol City in seventh. Yeah. With we're two ahead of uh, Cardiff and Millwall in ninth. Uh, in eighth and ninth. Eighth and ninth. Yeah. Yeah. So and then the three intensity. ahead of Rovers and Swansea. Yeah. So it's not like you can ease yourself into any of these games, um, and obviously Luton. Got the new manager come back, um, so they'll be bang up for it. So you'd expect. So I think it'd be it's hard to know what to expect from that first game, but I think it'd be quite a tough game. I think. I think, like you said, with Nathan Jones coming back as well, I think it's just gotten a lot harder. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we just don't know, do we? Yeah. You know, we have absolutely no idea, and you know, every every single player probably going to react differently. So until it actually actually happens, we're all like, well. You know what's it going to be? It's like potpourri, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, the thing is, there will be there will be some strange results. Absolutely, totally will be. And, and you know, we've seen that in the Bundesliga. And um, we just have to make sure if we ain't playing well, at least at the very least, we don't we, we don't lose. Yeah. You know, well, we've not we've not drawn a game in the last six. It's been four defeats and two wins. Yeah. And like you just touched on there, home advantage in the Bundesliga is pretty much non-existent now. Um, yeah. Whether, yeah. whether we'll see that carry over. I think, I mean, the, I think, sorry, for me, the only thing is that it, it, you're still an advantage to play at home because it's, it's your routine, you know, it's your dressing room and all, and all those kind of things. And all right, there's no crowd there. But, you know, it, what will be interesting more than home performances probably is when teams come to Deepdale, what they're like, you know, how, how it affects them. Because, as I say, you know, they are, whether they come onto the pitch feeling that they're playing away or, well, hold on a minute, there's no one here. It's just, you know, let, let's get on with it. Um, 
and obviously there's no there's no crowd to help, which it, which does make a difference. Whatever people think or say, it makes a massive difference because, especially if you're not playing well, and you know they start to get it a little bit, and and you know we know crowds obviously lift footballers and obviously influence ma- uh, matches massively. Yeah, I think that especially that Luton game because if you're a player going to somewhere like Kenilworth Road where the fans are on top of you, it's a small ground and it's quite intense as an atmosphere. Mm. It's probably going to play into, you know, away teams' hands going somewhere like that. Same with Bristol City last game of the season because if mm. that if if there's something riding on that game, and with fans would be twenty five thousand in there and it'd be bouncing if it was between sixth and seventh for a playoff spot, I fancy a chance is more going there without fans than if there's. Yeah. You know, an atmosphere, carnival atmosphere there. Yeah, and I think coming to Deepdale as well. You know, because Deepdale's a big, it's a big pitch. It's like people don't realise like how big a pitch Deepdale is. It's bigger than a lot of those in the league, especially width-wise and length. It it will take it out of players, especially when when they're not used, not been used to playing. You know, yeah. I think it's yeah. probably about five or six yards longer. I know that doesn't sound a lot, but for players when you're up and down the pitch, that's, that's going to take it out of a lot of players during 90 minutes. Well, also, yeah, also, I mean, look at the weather we're having. Mm-hmm. You know, that be that, that's going to be a major difference if it's 25 degrees. Yeah. I don't think they've, m- most of our players anyway won't have probably played in June, July. I can't imagine ever, so. Irish lads will have because of the summer season, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the Irish lads. I think, um, even then, it's only, it's only really Sean, Sean Maguire. Alan Brown wouldn't have really played much because he was he was only a kid when he came here anyway. Yeah, yeah, that, that's another interesting point. Though. Um, something I hadn't even considered. But do you think we'll see games be a lot more open? Because I don't know if that's just Bundesliga, but I've noticed games in the Bundesliga have been very open. Yeah, I think I think we probably will. Um, yeah. And also because you know. This is new to everyone, isn't it? It really yeah. is, and it, you know the practice games you play behind closed doors. It don't it matters diddly squat really if you if yeah. you lose or draw. I mean, obviously you, you'd like to win and stuff like that, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that's very very much the thing. And um, as we say, it's just you know all the man. It's like a blank piece of paper, isn't it? All the managers must be thinking, what the hell. Yeah. You know, well, they will when they think about are we prepared? Are we, you know, are we all ready? Or and it's it's a difficult thing. So really, I think you know, if you are uh, a manager who's a, a really good motivator, you'd have to suspect that they might have a little bit of an advantage. Mm. Get the extra one two percent out of players. You know, this level yeah. is massive. It's yeah, massive. yeah. I think Alex Neil probably falls into that category as well. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Just because cause you can tell how demanding he is, even on the even on the sidelines at Deepdale. Well, he plays, yeah. doesn't he? he he's yeah. he playing when the game's on. I mean, that's yeah. his, you know, that's, that's his style. Yeah, yeah, I think that plays into our hands, especially with the players we've got as well. Because if you look at the type of Ben, you know, a player like Ben Pearson that could dictate a game, you know, I don't think he'll be too phased by playing behind closed doors. Because mm. especially when he's played. So many games United's under twenty threes and coming through the ranks that way. He'll have been used to controlling games in that environment. Yeah. And in a lot of you know, academy stadiums or like yeah, a a deep dell type of stadium. So I think it he could he's he's gonna be the, the person that is gonna be the 
the difference between being a top six side and not come the yeah, end of June. One one booking away from a two game ban, isn't he, Ben? No, no, it's it's wiped he, after QPR. So he's going to get to oh. fifth, yeah. He's got oh. to get to fifteen. Yeah, the other thing, boys, with that would be that you might not get booked as much away from home. Yeah. So there's, there's no home crowd. You yeah. Know, paying, yeah. Paying for his blood after his first touch. So yeah. that must help us as well. Yeah. Fisher as well. He's another one who he likes a yellow card. Yeah. He's got 11, hasn't he? So he's only four, he's only four off a three-game ban. Mm. So, and I mean, you look at the games we've got left. I mean, what, there's nine games left. So he's probably going to have to manage that. We might have another three on top of that if we get to the playoff final yeah, seven think, weeks think, today. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know how, how you, you lads feel about this, but nine games in 33 days, uh, considering how demanding probably the full-back positions are, I'm not sure Fisher will start more than six, seven out of those nine anyway. So The yeah. other thing I worry about on that is our size and squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have, say, I have to say those like when they're moaning about the number of games. Listen, it's like you know all the top teams from from August to May, June. You know, yeah. certainly like the Liverpool's and Man City, they play three games a week. Mm. And I know, obviously, you know, it's it's a, it's a different league, but there's it's going to be the same for everyone. It, re- it really seriously is. But as you're alluding to, is the fact that if you haven't got the bigger squad, then you can't do too much rotation. But Look, it's it's like one last push, isn't it? Mm. And yeah. I I have to say is you you're always much rather be playing than flipping training. Yeah, you know, and I think I think I think that's also a big thing as well. Yeah, momentum will be a big thing if you start off yeah. winning your first couple of games, especially with all these games being in such a tight period of time. It's that that little bit of momentum that will get you over the line and get you in the top six. And then, you know, as soon as the season finishes, you know you've got the first leg of the playoffs within a week. And then, you know, I think it's the final three games are in two weeks, aren't they? The the playoff final will be at Wembley seven weeks today. And, I mean, that's 12 12 games in seven weeks, Mm. which, you know, like like so, top teams are used to it. We're probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the size of our squad, because it's, you know, you look at the first uh, sort of 11 you could probably have fourteen players that you you could say are going to start. Yeah, are going to be in the first eleven. But yeah. after that, our squad sort of dwindles off a little bit. Mm. So I worry about about that compared to like a Bristol City that have got a lot of players and they've got a a lot of good quality within the their ranks as well. Yeah, I was looking at this. I was looking at this yesterday, Jimmy. I think um, only Millwall have used less players this season than us. Um, yeah, I think Millwall have used 22, 22 players. I think we've used twenty three, um, and then you got the likes of Stoke who've used thirty six. Uh, obviously, Stoke got a massive budget and stuff like that. So the thing is, I'm not sure how much you've got thirty six players, but I'm not sure how much changing one or two of those makes a, a, a massive difference to the quality of the squad anyway. So. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too sure. The biggest thing I'm worried about is injuries, based on our previous injury record, um, and obviously just how how much you know Alex Neal's going to push the players. Yeah, well, I think that's. I mean, you know, you're going to get strains and pulls because yeah, basically been out of action for so long. Yeah, um, just just remains to be seen. So it's like 
There's fours and against. Sometimes when you've got a small squad, if you can keep them relatively injury free, it's better because you know you know what each player does. I mean, if you're at yeah. Stoke, you play thirty six. You've got thirty six players, and I mean, what a nightmare! How do, how do yeah. you pick the best team? Yeah, and I think that you can probably see from where they are in the league. They think they've sat two managers. It doesn't really mean much if you can't get the best out of players. So, no. and obviously, you look at Millwall; they've only used. 22 players and I think they're one point behind us so they've had a cracking season as well so they've just had a good run now, haven't they yeah I think Millwall's probably for me the one to watch yeah in the last in the last nine games I think Gary Howitt's a good coach yeah um, and he's uh, fitted in well there hasn't he to be fair they did a job on us at Deepdale actually Millwall uh, I don't know if you saw the game Laurel but no, I didn't see um, it no they, they, I think they set up 5-3-2 um, and just nullified us to be honest so sure um, but yeah, like, like you said before uh, away teams might not be as intimidated going to the den as they would have been well also so, imagine imagine if we had to go I know we haven't but if, imagine if we had to go to Leeds yeah it's yeah. a different fixture isn't it mm. yeah because it's banging there as everyone knows and I mean they're brilliant supporters but it's it's just it's so completely different and it, yeah. it's just a case of how are you going to deal with it yeah yeah the other thing about Millwall, I don't think they play a team in the top eight in their last nine fixtures. They've, yeah. they've got quite, they've got a decent run in. Yeah, you know, I, was looking looking at, I was looking at this last night. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, they've sort of got, but it's how they start because yeah. no, they nobody knows how the team's going to start at the minute because, and I think that consistency and that bit of momentum is going to be really key. I can't I can't stress it enough because as soon as you it's like crest of a wave. It's like, you know, any team in form, because you look at teams going into lockdown, you know, like you say, Millwall, you know, who says they're going to start like that? You know, mm-hmm. they, they might have had the, a little bit of a lull now. Now it's now it's been such a break. And it's, the break came at a good time for us because we weren't yeah. playing well. No. Well, know, I mean, yeah. now injured and... I think we were... You, you, could, you could argue we, it was definitely our worst spell of the season. I think, like Laura said, the very first thing you said, Laura, we just look like run out of legs. Yeah. Um, which has happened probably the last couple of seasons. Around so this point. Yeah, yeah around, the, around this point, yeah. You can only keep going to the well so often, eventually you run out of water. Yeah. Don't you? So, yeah. and I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the way that, it, way that it's been. But, I mean, you know, there will be, I mean, will every single one of our players who could possibly play, will they be fit? Are we, are we missing anyone? Louis, I think. Yeah, just Louis Martin, isn't it? Managing Ben Davis, aren't they? I think Ben's still got a bit of a knock that he's been carrying for months, but he's not been able to get the treatment that he probably needed during lockdown, so, because obviously, but... Has he not heard of the internet? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think think, um, when you look at probably the 11 players that start a game, you could probably say five, six, seven are probably not fully fit anyway. At any stage during the season, yeah. Um, players, players are never fully fit, are they? You'll know that better than anyone. So, I know. Um, it's probably just a case of managing managing the squad. Obviously, we had the uh, the injury audit or whatever you want to call it last summer um, to look at why we had so many injuries last season. So, what did they decide? Uh, uh, intensity, weren't it? Yeah. I think. But if you take that away, though, we're a completely different side, aren't we? So mm. it's yeah. a bit of a catch-22 catch situation, that one. But 
This yeah. is the thing going into this new nine-game season. Because we play at such a high intensity, the players will get knocks. You look at the Bundesliga, you know, the first two weeks, there were so many soft tissue injuries yeah. you know, to players. I, I, I do worry in that aspect because that's how we play, because we yeah. play with that such high intensity and that's where these knocks have come from in the past. Yeah. Um, especially with players not playing for 14 weeks or 15 yeah. weeks as it'll be. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's, that's my worry. Yeah, I think if you look at Leeds, someone like Leeds as well, all, all the teams basically play a similar style. It's probably a, a higher risk, but I'm not too sure. I think I think I saw something um, last night. Apparently in the Bundesliga, there's been four times as many muscle injuries as the ones before the lockdown. Right. Which yeah. I suppose is, is kind of unavoidable when the priority is just to finish the season, isn't it? It's, it's well, obviously yeah, think... never going to be in the optimum, optimum yeah. shape to play. But but also I think the thing is is how how long have we been training as in contact? Yeah, I think um, by by next Saturday, I think it would have been our third third weeks. Week. You see, yeah. pre season you probably do five weeks. Yeah, basically the first day you go in, they probably get the ball out, and then you know while you've obviously got to do the leg stuff and everything like like that. But um, they'll have the ball out and they'll have fiver sides and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, you know that two weeks is a massive thing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, just I looking at... Two of ours, I bet, without the ball, so it'd be all right. <laughs> um, yeah, just looking at that Luton game, obviously they've they've still got a slight chance of survival, so it's not like it's going to be just a, a case of, well, you're playing bottom of the league and it's as simple as that. There's, they've got something to play for as well, so... I'd rather play the top of the league. You know, in, in, with these conditions, you'd just rather play yeah. against top the league because, you know, I'm going to say the Leeds of this world, etc. and West Brom, you, you just... Mm. No one knows what state anyone's going to be in. Yeah. yeah. They're all... It's a bit of a guessing game and everything. I know we can obviously work out in terms of your lung capacity and your running and all that kind of stuff. But you just, you just don't know. And, you know, in a normal season, so this is like a, another pre-season, some lads are just slow. Mm. You know, when they start, it takes them... You know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. So yeah. that's that's that that's another factor. Yeah. I think Ben, 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 ben Pearson said something similar. Um, I think he didn't start the season obviously as, as well as he hoped. I think he said it takes him five, six games just to settle down. And obviously, by the time you've got five, six games in the seasons, well, this season's basically finished. So yeah, yeah. depends. Also, on, strikers as well. If 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 they don't have that sharpness. Mm. You know that kind of half a yard to get away from players. So yeah, I think our strikers have only scored three goals all season, anyway. So all right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll gloss over that one then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless anyone else has got anything to say, we'll have a little break there. Go and get another brew or a drink, and come back for part two. Okay. Cool. Cool. Cheers, boys. Thank you. The juice here. You're listening to from the Finney, and this is our single. Rip it up. Enjoy.
Welcome back to part two. The the season ticket situation, I mean, I, I know obviously people's financial situations are different, but for me personally, I, I haven't got an issue with it. Um, I know, Ollie, you've, you've made a very well put point that legally the club have to offer a refund, and obviously they haven't. Yeah. Uh, I'm like I'm like you, Jake, and I'm guessing you're the same, Jimmy. I... I um... I don't want a refund, obviously. Don't need a refund. Um, but like we spoke about the other week on the podcast, I think Preston haven't obliged with their half of the contract. So, especially now, when you consider how many people have lost their jobs, stuff like that. Yeah, 80 so quid it, to someone could be, think could be massive, couldn't it? it? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I don't know. I think the club have tried to get around it by offering... All season ticket holders, the the I follow thing, which obviously saves you the great. best part of hundred quid, doesn't it? Yeah, so that's a great thing to offer. Obviously, I'm sure we'll all be watching the games, but like you, I don't, uh, I don't want a refund. I think the club should offer a refund, though. Uh, I, but, I, I think though, if somebody is in dire straits and they contacted Peter or anyone, at the club, yeah, that's what I was sure thinking. They've got it sorted out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I believe they're look, looking at benefits for the 2021 season for the guys that haven't asked up for a refund. So I think, yeah, the, the, like, like we had said with Kieran the other week, the, the trading fine lines, but I think long t- looking at the long-term situation, I think will be it's they're probably doing the right thing. What's the rest of the championship teams? Um, I, think we're, I think we're one of six clubs, Laura, who have not offered a refund. Right. Yeah, um, so 18 clubs have... Offered to pay the fans back. Based on what I've seen, though, most fans don't actually want a refund. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, awesome. one one of six clubs. We want a refund for some of the games we had to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The QPR, the QPR yeah. game. That was a rough game. Yeah. 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 Hundred quid that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I think fans. You know, let's just look at the bigger picture. What the money that Trevor's put in. During lockdown as well, we're up to 1.8 million now in share issues. You know, it's 27.8 million pounds he's put in now via share issues since 2014. So we've got an owner yeah. that's keeping us afloat, keep you know keeping us going, and we can't we can't complain too much about Trevor, even though we have he has his faults at times, but he's keeping us going, isn't he? Well, you know what I mean. That's, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Mm. I mean, what's what's going to be really interesting when the season eventually ends is, is quite a few clubs in the championship are going to be in a real mess. 
Yeah. A mess. And I think, you know, we know about Div 1 and Div 2, but once one or two teams will go, we know, are going, there'll be loads going. Mm. Yeah, it's a domino yeah. effect, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've known Trevor since, what, 1974, um, when, he, when he was vice chairman, and my stepfather was on the board. And whatever, I would always back him because basically we've got a football club because of him. Yeah. You know, and great ground, etc. And yeah, we all have a big moment because, you know, we know we're the only Northwestern team that's never got in the Premier League. And obviously we'd love to get in there, even if it was just for a season. But um, he does keep putting his hand in his pocket. All right, mm. occasionally there's nothing in it. But um, <laughs> well, according to Trevor, but um, ah, I think I would I would be pro Trevor def- definitely. When you just yeah. look as well at some of the state of the other clubs and the way they run, it's just yeah. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. I think yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely a case of the grass isn't always greener, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, looking at guys, all, all the teams who've come down in the, in the, from the Premier League, look at where some of those are. Yeah. yeah, and how long it takes just to get yourself sorted out? It's, it's Stoker, a prime example, aren't they? Well, of course they are. Yeah, Dunlop, Pompey. I think you've just got to look down the road as well. Obviously, Blackpool had had their season in the limelight, but I think you just look what happened there as well. So, hundred percent. I think, I think looking at the bigger picture, like you said, Jimmy, I think we can't have too many grumbles about the state of our club. We're going to have a club after this. Uh, still, probably, probably the most stable club in the league. Well, yeah. Ollie, listen, think, think about that. You know, we we might obviously we'd love to go up this year and buy the playoffs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but we, we might be like one of the stronger teams next year. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, if you think if and we know Trevor's got money, etc., then he might think, well, this might be the year. Yeah. Or he yeah. might surprise us all a little bit and go, and I'm going to buy you these two, and you know, they might get out of the league kind of thing. Mm. So. Yeah. I think I think that's probably why you can't take the stability that we've got for granted. I think obviously none of us knew anything like this was coming, but when you're as well run as we are, um, and you might not have you might not chuck five million at a striker, but at least you, you know what you're going to get. Basically, so a lot of these. If you think if you look at Reading, I think they're in they're in massive trouble. Um, there's there's a lot of clubs at championship level who just an absolute basket case really yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's three there's three or four clubs as well Derby Sheffield Wednesday I think Birmingham potential fines and point deductions as well so yeah. Birmingham are in the clear now aren't they that are came they? out this week but <laughs> Derby and Sheffield Wednesday have still got their uh, their hearings about the stadium sales and budget of FFP yeah. figures who is it in the championship that's pushing for that to be resolved before the end of the season is it Barnsley Barnsley yeah, yeah. I think to be fair, to be there, I, it? I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. What's the point in punishing a team next season for what they've done this season? Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Well, they the didn't even do it this season. League, they did it last season, didn't they? Yeah. The league will wait until they know the club that they're going to punish can't get relegated. Mm. So yeah. once they're 15 points clear, they'll give them a 12 point deduction, and then that'll be that. I think something like that. So, but yeah. yeah back, back back to the original point. I think going into next season, whenever that may be, um, obviously. We got a few contract situations and whatnot, but I think we're going to be one of the stronger clubs yeah. going into it. Well, whatever also, happens, whatever happens this season, and also we might be able to nick a few players from other clubs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what fourteen hundred players out of contract. Yeah, I mean, you've got some, you've got some big names that are out of contract this summer. And you know, also, obviously, you know, I mean, for me, Ridsdale's done a great job because 
Yeah. He's great at getting these players in. And, and yeah. obviously, you know, I mean, it must be a nightmare to kind of try and get money out of if you're an agent. Because, I mean, we've done some fab deals when you look over the years, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I understand, yeah. Really have done. You know, not broke the wage structure and, mm. hey. Yeah. Yeah. The wage structure's been creeping up every year, but the way we've done it has been so sensible. Yeah. Uh, and we've made some really... I think if you if you just look at Patrick Bauer last summer, yeah. Um, on, on a free from, from Charlton. I think obviously Blackburn were um, obviously interested in him as well, but he won't have come cheap just because it was on a free. His wages will be decent wages, but we've, we've managed to get in there ahead of Blackburn. I think, I think there was someone else interested as well. So signings like that, you could, you could say we might be able to make a couple of them this summer. Um, yeah. and, and Bauer's been on a free transfer, an incredible signer, really. Well, that's, I mean, that, that, that turns Trevor on, doesn't it? If you don't have to pay a transfer fee. No, it does. Yeah. Because he loves that. He's like, because he, he, he looks at transfer fees as wasted money. Yeah. You know, then unless obviously two or three years down the road, we've turned, we've, we've turned the guy into a player and we're <laughs> selling on. But, um, yeah. I think, did we, get, did we get Paul Gallagher on a free as well? Yeah. Did we, on a free? we did, did we not? Yeah. I th- if you look at, if you look at Galley on a free, that's, that's the best bit of business in, Probably five, six, seven years. Yeah, when I had Simon yeah. Grayson on, he, he said they managed to sort out obviously the loan deal and the finances, and then obviously he was out of contract at the end of that season anyway. So yeah, I think that's that's the way it's going to go anyway. I mm. think um, obviously we've been linked with the lad at Blackpool. Good luck trying to say his name. Um, Nandrewa. Yeah. Had a big uh, centre forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him a few times because when. Uh, when Simon got the job, I went to two or three of the home games. Used to sneak in with my cap on, and um, <laughs> he's a. I tell you what, he, he's ungainly, but he's a handful. Yeah, yeah. And really serious. He, is, he must be horrible to play against. Yeah, I think I think he's got that bit of mobility as well, Laura, that probably Stockley doesn't have. Yeah, um, which is probably what Stockley's it's missing. To, to I've, really got mobility, I've got mobility that Stockley doesn't have, and I'm sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> So do I, Laura, to be fair. Uh, we, call, we, call, we, call him the, we call him the tree on the podcast because he just doesn't move. Um, Only in the but, wind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he scored 18 goals this season. Um, yeah. So on a free, you could probably... Uh, obviously, I've seen what, what you've said this morning, Jimmy, but I think things like that are probably what we're going to be looking at. Um, and we know our market, don't we? Yeah, Let's be you, honest. We, we know yeah. what we're... It, the, the thing with Nangela is if he'd fit in with Alex Neal's way, because Blackpool fans have said he's a little bit lazy at times and you know, he he's probably a bit disinterested. So yeah. I, I don't think we have a lazy player in our team because Alex is not sort of an Alex Neal fit. Now, yeah. whether Alex Neal can get a bit of passion and a bit of fight out of him, then yeah, if he can do that, then he might be a right player. Mm-hmm. And he's an extra, he's, you know, he's a third of a foot bigger than Stockley. We yeah. forget, like, Stockley's only six foot. This lad's six yeah. foot four. Yeah. You know, and, he, and he, a lot of his goals are in the air. But he can finish. You know, you look at some of his goals he scored. Like, yeah. Two-footed. He's quicker. So, I think, you know, looking at where we are financially, you know, third lowest income in the league and, mm. you know, eighth lowest wage spend out of the teams. We are looking at players like that that can be League, league One and League yeah. Two level. I think it, I, I, yeah, I think it makes sense. I think I wouldn't have any, any issues with that signing. Yeah, piss them off as well down the road. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I know obviously one of my best mates works for him, even though he's a knobber, and they, they, they're dead split on him. Some are dead unhappy that he's gone, mm. and some are like, 
thank God for that. You can get someone yeah. in that can work hard just, up front. So just look at just, just yeah, just look at when Hugo left here though. I think that was pretty split. People people yeah. love Hugo. People were happy to see the back of him. So I think yeah, strike is always yeah. I think I think Hugo was a um, Hugo was a massive sale. Yeah. Plus, um, obviously, I know Moisey really well. In, fa- in yeah. fair to uh, in fairness to Hugo, he worked he worked his socks off at West Ham in the afternoons with Moisey and everything. But he's this this is his league, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and he needs, he needs to be loved. Yeah. And I thought we got. I mean, Trevor Trevor was delighted with the money that he got because basically he got it wiped my face for the season. Yeah. yeah, you know, and while at the time you think, oh my God, what's he done? It's actually yeah, it's a good sale, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think anyone could argue with with selling him for the for the money we got. Nine million quid, and yeah. then what we bought him for? What was it? Twenty grand? Twenty five thousand. Good old Moisey did us a real favour. <laughs> yeah, I think with Hugo, I think everyone knew he was never never going to be able to make the step up. Just a but shame just... that he did that video when he signed for him. I don't think he's ever going to live that down, is he? No. But I think we've obviously we saw that that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could argue we've ne- we've never really replaced. We've never had a proper number nine since then. So that so considering we are where we are, we've done pretty well. Yeah. Out, out of just selling him. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd take I'd take the non non drilly. I'd take him. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, you, won't they? I mean, there's going to be a lot of like under 23s and under 18s from the Premier League clubs that are not going to get contracts. Yeah. I tell you, there's another lad um, out of contract at Doncaster called Kieran Sadlier. Have you seen any of him, Jimmy? Yeah, I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, very um, good, good player. He's out of contract. Sadlier. Yeah, Kieran Sadlier. Um, there was a there was a player in the league a few years ago called Sadlier. I wonder if it's his son or something. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Though. Um, he was actually at Cork. Came from uh, is that Doncaster now? But they signed him from Cork okay. um, in in the same squad as um, Sean Maguire was in when they when they won the League of Ireland. So I think he's expected to make the step up this summer to right. the Championship. So yeah, that, that's probably another another option we could look at. But we are going to be looking at I think a lot of free transfers from from players who we think can step up from League One. I think I think the whole Championship will be like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously dependent on who comes down from the from the from the Premier League. Yeah. Um I just think that's it's gonna be the way of the world now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great for you, lads. You've got something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when the actual transfer window is as well. I've not even thought about when it's Well when it's and, and and next season as well. Is the transfer window gonna run into the start of next season or well, obviously depending on when, when next season actually starts. Yeah, FIFA have got meetings this week, haven't they? Yeah, it'll probably start in September, will it not? Top of September's the date I heard for the new season. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we finished 2nd of August. Players will probably have a week to 10 days off and then mm. be back in. You'd have thought for proper pre-season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they've just had how many weeks off, did you say? 15? Yeah. yeah. Happy days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like a summer holiday, hasn't it, as well, with the weather? It's yeah. Been nice, yeah. So. And you can't go away anyway, so what they was like a double whammy, as in a plus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like they can take take ten days, two weeks off, and go to Dubai or something like that, is it? Mm. Our, our players can't afford to go to Dubai. But <laughs> don't tell Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just on players and that are obviously coming to the end of the contracts this season. There's Paul Gallagher and Tom Clark. Um, I mean, you you said before, Jimmy, that there's. 
that well, it's likely that they that they will they will stay till the end of the season. But obviously, moving forward after that, where where do you think we'll we'll end up going with them? Do you think they'll get offered deals or? I think they're going to offer both players. I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't offer both players. Yeah, contracts, yeah. but maybe on reduced terms. But I think yeah. that's that's going to be the way of the world. You oh. know, Kieran said last week you're probably looking between twenty to thirty percent reduction across the board in terms of wages going forward after COVID. So probably reduced deals, especially with both of them, both of them coming towards the twilight of their career. I mean, Gally's what thirty-five, Tom Clark's thirty-two. So yeah. Tom Clark's probably got one big contract left in him. You know, and whether that's here or elsewhere, um, I mean, if another cl- club came in and said there's two or three years instead of a one-year deal here, then he's probably going to take it because mm-hmm. you get to that point in your career where you, you need to look after yourself financially. Well, they'll, get, they'll get pay as you play, will they not? Probably, yeah, for the end of this season, yeah. Um, I mean, long-term, I don't, I, I don't know. If, you, if, you're Tom, if you're Tom Clark and you, you can get a two, three-year deal elsewhere or a year deal here, you're probably going to take a, a longer-term contract, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I think um, the thing about that, Jimmy, is obviously if Clark leaves here, he's, he's, he's going to go to a League One club, isn't he? I'd have thought or, so. Or, uh, League One might, no one knows what's happening with League One. Um, League One might it, have any money. Yeah, is it, when's it when's it going to start? Are you going to play? I don't think league league one clubs will be in a position to offer two or three year deals. So I think I think they'll both end up standing on for another year, maybe. Yeah, I think um, Galley's a bit different because I know he's he's expressed an interest into coaching, and I think he's at the under sixteens. He's been helping out. He's with. managing, yeah. No, he's managing the under sixteen. Oh, is he? Yeah. So maybe with Gally, it might be a different story that he maybe signs on and, like you said, Laura pays you play for 12 months and then well, yeah. there's the coaching involvement brought yeah. into it. And he's, is he, he's another one that lives in Lytherman, he? Or that round there? Um, yeah, he lives just um, outside Kirkham. So, you know, he's not, he, don't, he don't want to travel 40, 50 miles every day to go training yeah. somewhere else, is he? And yeah. I, I don't know, I get the impression from talking to him that he loves being there. Yeah. yeah. I know his kids in Blackburn's academy as well, isn't he? Right, there you go. Really yeah. Hard, so. yeah. I think you can tell Gally, Gally loves the club. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that, I think. I think there's there's been certain games from this season and then he's played in certain games and you can see his legs have gone to a certain extent. But definitely no harm in keeping him around for another year. He's, he's got the most quality of anyone in the squad when yeah. you look at the way he strikes the ball. Well, he's probably the best passer of the ball in the championship. Yeah. Definitely yeah. up there, definitely up there, isn't he? And he can that take a penalty as well. That experience he's got, yeah, yeah, twenty years in the professional game. You know that sort of experience is invaluable, especially when you've got quite a young squad. Mm. Yeah, lots of average age about twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, it's you know we have got quite a young squad really, and having like gallery around the place is is really key. Yeah, and he's been promoted from this league before as well, so. Mm. Well, then I think also, listen, if he, if he get his head around, maybe not starting too many games, but at least playing in games. Yeah. Maybe coming on later when teams yeah. are a little bit tired because, you know, is it, apart from one or two others, he's the, he's the only one really that sees a pass, doesn't he? Yeah. Though? I think there's there's been occasions this season where he's not been, where he might have had a knock or whatever. And, and maybe when Pearson's not been playing, there's no one in that midfield who can just keep the ball. No, exactly. Um, just calm the game down, and Gally's obviously perfect for that. I think even if he even if he doesn't play as much next season, just having him around won't do any harm, will it? No. And then obviously, if he moves into coaching or whatever, all the best to him because I think it's first day he's been one of our best signings. 
yeah. that I can remember anyway. It's just been been a model professional, you could argue. Similar to Tom Clark, really. Tom Clark's had a lot of injuries. Um, but how many years have been here now? Seven, eight years? Yeah, it was Grayson's first signing, wasn't he? And he was free, wasn't he? Yeah, <clears> yeah another free, free from Huddersfield. And you just you just know he's a proper pro, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You just know yeah. that. So. We got it's, it's similar to Hunts, similar to Paul Huntington, isn't yeah. he? You, yeah. you can't really ask for much more than than what they give you. And I think keeping these players around is probably probably a reason we've done so well over the years since we've got back to where we are. Yeah, they've been at the club for a long time. They know how we work. They know what the club's about. They know what the fans are about. And I suspect having players like yeah. that in the dressing room would help new players coming in. Yeah. yeah. You just get more of the piss taken out of you, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has yeah, David Nugent got another year as well? Peter Ridsdale said at the fans forum that he, I think he said he signed a two-year deal. Yeah. I don't think he would have come for one, would he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, is he 35, 36 as well? So he's another, he's another, he's another one who's you know what you're going to get from him, similar to Gally. Yeah, um, he's been around the game for a long time, and he's just yeah. probably a top professional. That's why he's still playing at his age. So well, you can't buy experience, can you? And he's obviously no. keeping himself fit, but you just got to be very careful. Which is, you know, you got you got to have the balance. So you're already talking about Clarky Gallagher and, yeah. and uh, Nugent. So you just got yeah. to be careful. You don't have too many on the bench, will you? Yeah, yeah. He's just turned thirty-five. Nugent started May. So. You've, just, you've just looked that up, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, what, this is, that's what spare phone's for. Come <laughs> on. Well, I sound knowledgeable sometimes on podcasts because I'm, I'm just constantly Googling. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think, um, I think the, balance, the balance of the squad's pretty good, I think. Um, so I think we've got a few players coming in, a few players who I would think in my head are still pretty young, but coming into like peak age or whatever you want to call that. So like Bauer... DJ, Alan Brown, Fisher, Tom Barker's in probably 26 now, 25, yeah. 26. Maguire's probably 26. How old's Davis, Ben Davis? Probably 23 now, is he? Yeah, 23, 23 24, 24, yeah. Played a lot of games, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing. We've got probably, if you look at Alan Brown, Daniel Johnson, Barkey, Davis, Fisher, they've all played probably Pearson. Hun- Pearson, 150, 200 games at this level, mm. so... It was one of the things when I spoke to Simon about Ben Pearson. He said that he the he said obviously he'd seen him at Manchester United in the academy, but the fact that he'd been out on loan to Barnsley as well and had a season at football league level playing, I mean it's probably an overused term, but men's football. Yeah, um, well he's 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 played every season since he was probably eighteen, nineteen, hasn't he? Yeah, so, hmm. it's a big thing that. Yeah. You know, making that transition—it's it—it's it, a massive thing. I remember I was—I was at the training ground well, long, long time ago, and I don't think he'd been there long. And I was talking to Simon, and he just—it was like a practice game and stuff. And I said to him, "Who's that?" And he went, "Oh, we think he's going to be a player," which was obviously yeah. Pearson. Mm, yeah. Didn't realise he'd miss a third of the season because like <laughs> lunging at everybody. But even yeah. so, yeah. I think that's the thing he sorted out this season as well. To be fair to him. Oh, he's, he's, might, you might regret saying that. So, like, three games <laughs> from now, we're going, oh, my God, he's sent off. Yeah. What the hell is that? Has, has he, I don't think, has he been sent off this season? Don't yeah. think, it, not this season, he no, has. I sure. think his last, his last one was, uh, was it Leeds, end of last season. He's been quite well behaved, hasn't he, to be fair. And, uh, so. He hacked down Patrick Bamford, didn't he? Yeah, that was it, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> You've got to do it sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think the only red card it. we've had this season was Joe Rafty, wasn't it? And Darnell at West Brom. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, he, lost, he lost the plot that day, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Up against some very good players that day. Well, when I say lost the plot that day, anyway, move on. You <laughs> <laughs> had about the referee. I think you had about the referee there, Laura. It was what's his name, wasn't it? Kevin Friend. Because yeah. we got that red card rescinded, didn't we? Yeah. Darnell. All right. Bad that Kevin, night. Kevin, nobody's friend. Was he refereeing? Kevin, he yeah. was, yeah. We had a bad one as well. Again. Hey, by the way, you know, that's going to be interesting to see what the refs are like. And yeah, the, yeah. In the games, because they ain't going to get shouted at from the touchlines or anything. Well, they are from the coaching staff, but I yeah. mean that, that. I don't know. You just mm. don't know, do you? Yeah. What yeah. What do you think about penalties, Laura? Because I think Preston have had more penalties than any other any other team in the league, and I think we've had probably six or seven at the town end. Um, where, where all the boys are. Yeah. So that, that's another thing. Say our supporters have been influencing referees during the season. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Of course, it happens, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, so I remember, uh, I remember Graham Taylor when he was manager of Watford. I think they finished second to us at Liverpool one year in the league, and he, I was somewhere with him at some kind of function, and he just said to me, he said, "It's amazing." He said, oh, Liverpool get so many penalties at, at, you know, towards the end of the match and at the cop end." Yeah. And I said, "Do you know why that is, Graham?" And he said, "Why?" I says, "Well, because we're in your we're in your box for like ninety minutes. What do you expect? Mm. You can't get out your own half anyway." Yeah, he wasn't having it. I think if you if you look at that, I think probably Liverpool, Man City, Man United probably have the most penalties. Probably do spend most time in the opposition box, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, you ain't but, yeah. penalties if you're not in there, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think maybe less yellow cards, probably less show acting from the players. Well, there's yeah, because they've no one to show act to, have they? Yeah, so it might be about might go back 15, 20 years when he just got up and got on with it. Yeah, then you banjoed the other fellow when you could catch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see anyway. Yeah, mm. mixed so, bag in the Bundesliga for <clears throat> bookings, though. I mean, I was watching that Paderborn game yesterday, and there was 10 yeah. yellows, and there was 10 yellows in that yesterday. It was just oh, chaos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was bottom two. Paderborn against Werder Bremen they were just right. kicking lumps out of each other great so, yeah a couple like that but it's um, it's another thing to consider isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah definitely ref um, fitness as well because what are they going to be like you know because yeah. they, they won't have refed for 15 weeks so they're going to have a little so, bit of mo- 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 15 years most of them <laughs> <laughs> most of them can't keep up with the game anyway Jimmy if you, if you look at where they are on the pitch so that yeah I think crowd noise as well. I think um, I saw Gary Rowett yesterday said they played a behind closed doors game. Half the game they played with crowd noise, half without. So I don't get that at all because it's you know it's not real. Yeah, it's like yeah. What a load no of no point. My load, load of basically it's behind closed. You just can't you know listen. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. is. It? Can't, so what yeah. was the point? Yeah, it's just for the TV viewers, isn't it, really? Yeah, but, but but you're not going to stop watching it, are you, if you're, if no. you're on the telly? Is I it think, yeah. Jimmy, uh, uh, Jake, sorry, I think I said that to you. Yeah, uh, we, we were talking about it, weren't we, the first, I, I, the first I, game I, week they brought in in Germany? Cause I, can't I, I, I didn't mind I it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it because, you know, it's fake. It doesn't add anything to the game, so... Yeah. I didn't mind it, but I did enjoy when, when there was none and you could hear all the players shouting and... Mm. Like just just like hearing hearing the ball when it's been yeah. kicked. Kicked, yeah, yeah. I, I'm neither in or there on it, to be honest. I don't really have an, a strong opinion either way, but I suspect there will be people that do. And 
I can't see it affecting referees making decisions. Nah. I think Definitely you know what, what I, I think you're right, but it might just relax them a little bit. Mm-hmm. They ain't under anything like the pressure, are they? No. Yeah. Really seriously aren't. So. Yeah, because if they make a mistake and they're walking off, they're not going to be walking past 10,000 fans who are screaming at them. No. You just exactly. walk off the pitch, you might get a bollocking off the assistant manager or whoever. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, it's end. Done with. Yeah, yeah. Um, the remaining games, then, how, how, do you reckon we'll, how do you reckon we'll do? Do you think we'll manage to keep a top six spot? Or This month's interesting, isn't it? I mean, these next three games, Luton, Cardiff and then Derby. That's, um, it, uh, everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? No one yeah. knows what to expect. So, it's, I think for us, if we can keep our players fit and we can k- keep a bit of, get our intensity back and get a bit of momentum going, then we've got every chance. Um, but, mate, it's anyone's game. It's yeah. it's literally, uh, you, you look at the Bundesliga, like we said before, you know, home advantages seem to have gone in the top the top division. I think it's 50% away wins in Bundesliga at the minute. Wow. It's, it's daft. But, Crazy, um, that. The yeah, 47.8%, I've got it in my notes here. Do you not know exactly, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I've got... I've got 50, including yesterday's games, 50% uh, away wins. Uh, ah, you've done me there, to be fair. Oh, mate, I have, I've got... But the second tier in Germany is interesting, though, because it's like the opposite. It's like what you'd see in a normal league. So yeah. it's 38% own wins, and but a lot more draws. So they've had as many draws as they've had at home wins. Wow. So it'd be interesting, like because a lot of them are like nil-nils and one-ones. You know, it, it, quite tight games where... Yeah. Yeah, I think it was you, Ollie, that said to me a few weeks ago when we were talking about it that you expected, on the whole, the more technical teams to to fare better. Yeah, I think just if you take out all the external noise, I think it's obviously a simple thing to say, but the, the teams with better players will probably profit from this more than more than the teams who rely on intensity, home advantage, etc. So, I think that's just quite an obvious point but one that might be overlooked I think if you just look at the Premier League you can't see Man City say going to Crystal Palace and nearly losing the game I can't anyway but when they've gone there in the past couple of seasons they've had really tough games because obviously the intensity at at Selhurst Park so I think looking at P&E I think you'd want to be playing the team's the more maybe the more physical teams with less quality. I don't know. That's just that's just what I think. So um, I think we've got, obviously got Brentford, very good team. Bristol City, very good team. Forest, um, Forest, very good team. So we have got some tough games. Well, I think but, I think you're right though with the with with kind of the better footballers in yeah. anything because it you know generally if, if they're playing in front of a crowd and they make a bad pass and it's like whoa and all that well it yeah. won't happen, will it? So yeah, you're not really going to lose your confidence. Yeah, in that they can, just, they, they, they can play their game and they can just yeah. play it to death, can't they? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that that's what I think on it anyway. So that yeah. probably leans that probably leans itself towards not favouring PNE, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. We do rely so much on intensity that underpins everything that we do. So I think we when we're recording have, next week, we'll have a better understanding, won't we, as to where. Yeah, how teams going to play, especially yeah. after watching, you know, because obviously every game can be seen, including Premier League as well, which is, is great for us because we're going to be yeah. football geeks for you know a weekend. 
you know, yeah. probably getting loads of trouble with the misses and stuff because it's a game on. For I'm pretty warm, nine man. hours. Yeah, it's like nine hours of football on Saturday. It's gonna be amazing. Just get your missus to book. Just get her to book thirty minutes in the diary, and then the rest of the day is for football. So tell her it's yeah. nine. Tell her it's nineteen hours. <laughs> and then after sixteen, you say oh, I'm not going to watch the rest of <laughs> That's what it's usually like during the season, level when we're leaving at six o'clock for London away game and not getting back till one in the morning. Yeah, but... I had a car like that once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Do you think Trevor will be at the games at home? No, no. I don't think they'll be, he'll risk it, Laro. To be honest. Because obviously of his age and everything, and obviously with COVID, because he didn't go to Cheltenham this year for the first time in God knows how many years as well, did he? No, but that was—I mean, that was—that was a good call. But if you think about it, he just jumps on his plane, which is his. Mm. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? He gets his driver at this end wherever, and he just—he goes and sits in the box, which will be cleaned. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. Bad, actually. And he don't, you know, it doesn't matter if it rings Peter 16 times when the game's on, does it? <laughs> He's on his own phone. But they usually sit opposite sides of the ground, don't they? Not usually, they always do. Well, yeah. yeah. I know Peter was watching the game on Friday, so you'll wait and see. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be interesting, won't it? Like, yeah. What happens? So, And then obviously next season, God knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I heard a little bit of a rumour that it's going to be reduced capacities from October, November. Looking at, we won't have any problems with that then, will we? Well, they're looking at like between 30 and 50% capacity, so we mm. might be all right if it's towards the upper Quarter end of that. Yeah. But that'd be spread out across the ground, won't it? I don't know how they're going to work it, but that's... Yeah, I think in, in, in where I sit on the town, and I think it's basically all season tickets mm. in in a, in my block. So as long as I can get in the ground... I'll take it anywhere. I'll sit in the Invincibles if we have to. Yeah. I'm just in the Listen, in the Sunday Times this morning, they're talking about being able to check everyone coming into the ground, but do it really, really quick. Yeah. But you just don't know. That's like going to be two, three months down the line. You don't know what yeah. we have by then, do you? Yeah. Ah, the yeah. vaccine, we might, well, who, who knows? Yeah. I think I, I read something the other week saying not to expect to be in a stadium until 2021, but. Um, yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different theories going around, isn't there? As long as we've got as long as there's football in in some form, and we can watch all the games, yeah, that's better. It's better than nothing. Yeah, exactly. But it, um, it'd be it'd be <clears> peak, <throat> peak press and north end to to get to the Premier League and have no fans in the stadium. You'd take it though, wouldn't you? I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. I'd take it. I'd take it. Yeah. I'm going to push you all for a prediction. Then, do you think we're finishing the top six or not, Jimmy? Why have you come to me first? <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can't Google this, Jimmy, right? <laughs> I, I I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, just. But it'll come down to the final two games. Just, just. Ollie, I'm going to say no. I think we'll finish five, six points off. Laura, yeah, I'm, I'm with Ollie. I think we're just. The quality thing that I don't really get, and if we can't play at hundred percent and intensity, yeah. that's going to take quite a lot away from us. Yeah, I think I think we'll just miss out. I don't think it'll be four or five points. I think it'll be a couple of points. I yeah. think we'll be. Well, I'm only wrong with predictions, so hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on the Premier League. Obviously, your connections with Liverpool. Um, I suppose you can't really see anything but a Liverpool title win at this point, can you? No. Um, <laughs> 
And I'm doing the first two games as well for Radio 5. So I'm hoping after Goodison, I think got Palace at home, they might even be able to win it that night. Mm. So it's an isn't, isn't there something that, that they could they could end up winning it if without winning? If, well, if they, City, it? Yeah, well, if, think, if City lose. Yeah, yeah I, think I think City I think City are playing on Wednesday night actually, aren't they? Yeah. A game in hand. I think if yeah. if City lose that and then lose again the game after, I think Liverpool, Liverpool can win, win it. Goodison, um, yeah, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable team, Liverpool. Yeah, best team in the league, aren't they? You can't. There's not. You know, I don't think even the most myopic Man City fan can't turn around and say that Liverpool don't yeah. deserve to win it. I'm sure thoughts, they'd have um, a good do at trying to say that. Yeah, yeah, but just just the way they play. I mean, I've seen probably. I've seen nearly all the home games, quite a few of the away games, but just, just the way they play yeah. is... And, you know, um, you sit there watching and you know exactly the way that they play. You know, mm. the, the, the two widest lads tuck in, full-backs pile on, and no, no one really has managed to stop it. Yeah. You know, as I say, everyone knows how they play and he never changes, clock. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, fabulous, isn't they? And... And I think also the pace at which they play is what teams can't really cope with and the yeah. intensity we've been talking about and stuff. And they've, they've got probably four or five world-class players, which also helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, unless anyone else has got anything they want to say, then I think we can, we can wrap it up. I hope Moisey stays up with West Ham. Yeah. 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 Because they shat on him last time, and I think they, they were out of order, so he'll be in a great position then if they stay up. Struggling though, aren't they? Or yeah, he, he's a. Uh, they played <coughs> two games at the stadium behind closed doors. They, they probably started before anybody, mm-hmm. so he, he's kind of been at it a little bit. And mm-hmm. and in fairness, it's absolutely shit that stadium. Anyway, it's like a, yeah, it's like a graveyard. Yeah. So you know, it's, they they might actually benefit more than anyone because they're used to it. Yeah. And they, and they won't get a, won't get the abuse from some of the dickheads that they have either. Yeah. yeah. Horrible Bullshit club, I think. Stuff, aren't they? Oh, it's... It's tight down now. I think I think they're um, I think West Ham are on twenty seven points. I think I think it's Bournemouth who were third bottom have been there on twenty seven points as well. So that'd be tight. Got uh, Wolves first game as well, aren't they? West Ham. Yeah. Laurel, yeah. do you think um do you think Liverpool will break the, the points record? Uh, I think I think they need six wins. Six wins, so I don't know because it's one of it's a strange thing because once you win it, yeah. It's and if you lose that little 5%, you're thinking, you know, I'm not going to go in for a tackle, I don't want to get injured and all that. It's Yeah. Pro- C- City not. only just scraped 100, didn't they? Yeah. City, City got 100. It, it was in the last minute, wasn't it, away at Southampton? Is it, yeah. is it a draw? Um, I mean... No, they won it. They won it in the last minute. Right. Gabriel yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I just finished watching that documentary, the City one, you know, the All or Nothing series. And yeah. the focus that they put on getting 100 points... Mm. And breaking all those records was amazing. Yeah. I think if, if Liverpool are in with a shout of it with three or four games to go, that they'll, they'll up it, you know, to yeah. want to try and break that record. But I will, I will say with like Klopp's, that don't doesn't do much for him. That stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's very much like, hey, it, 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 I mean, I remember one year we won it. Well, I think we had about seven games to go. We didn't win one. Yeah, mind you, we're on the lash every week, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we, ne- we never won one. We were hopeless. Honestly, yeah. we're absolutely useless. But I suppose it's different now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just finally, then, Laura, what what are your thoughts on Jordan Henderson as a, as a as a as an individual? 
he's, and, you know, and as a player. You know what? He's a, he's a really good lad. He's a great lad and everything. And he's had a really good season. He was a little bit, for the last two or three years, like pass it easy, pass it square, and just a little yeah. bit of confidence now. And he's just, he's just looked a completely different player. Um, yeah. but they're a funny team, Liverpool, when you think about it. Because if, if you really look at them, you know, the yeah. three midfield players who play regularly, the, the, the back four love them more than the front three love them. Yeah. Because, you know, they're probably better at protecting the back four than actually supplying all the, yeah. all the, uh, the, the assists and passes for the front three who kind of sort of do that on their own by that, and the full-backs. But that's, that's why the team's just done so well. But no, he's, 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 he's turned over a lot of doubters, yeah. in, in all honesty. But, I mean, they've done great, haven't they? Yeah. And he's... He's Klopp's just Klopp's just completely different gravy, you know. Mm. He he just he gets it. He gets the history. He gets the whole thing, the Merseyside yeah. thing. But he he gets everyone at the club. And I'm not talking about the players. It's like um, at Melwood. There's a LFC TV are forever interviewing players, so they have like a little like a little lounge where they just sit around and they can make themselves tea and coffee and all that. And he he knocks on the door, Jurgen. And asked if they didn't mind, he goes in and has a fag, right? He's running, <laughs> he's running the football club. He's, he's asking, like, you know, some guy who yeah. the first day for LFC to be, do you mind if I come and have a cigarette? And they're like, look at it. Then what the hell? <laughs> the, other thing about, the other thing about him is he'll then say to you, or he'd say, like, what's your name? And he'll yeah. say, oh, no, I'm Ollie. And he said, well, you know, how did you get here? What did you do? Did you go to university? He's just a proper, proper bloke. And then he yeah. like flag up, opens the window and just has a little puff and then off he goes. <laughs> yeah. Bit of, a, bit of a throwback, bit of a throwback. Yeah, yeah, clock, yeah, yeah, yeah abs- absolutely. He's yeah. a perfect fit as well, isn't he? The, the, the club and, and the manager is perfect. Well, also, you know, as we talked about Trevor before, I mean, the thing about him is that the Americans just leave him. They realise yeah. that, you know, what he does is extremely good and they, they just leave him be. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Not. And, he, you know, and, and the other thing for me with them is the... I can't remember the name of the guy who's head of recruitment, but he's he's done a sensational job. Yeah, because I can't remember a bad player that they that they've actually bought. Yeah, I think I've every apart from Loris Carrius, who couldn't keep yeah. beat. But I mean, <laughs> apart, apart from that, every single player that he's yeah. bought is improved, and yeah. that I mean, basically, I think, utopia. I think that's a key thing as well. You can you can sign a player, but then once they're at the club. It's how much he improved as well under, under the manager. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he signed, uh, he signed Mane and we all kind of thought he's decent. Yeah. He's as good as anybody. Yeah. You know, but he, he signed him to fit in the, the way that the team played. And it's, it's like the old system. That's, that's what they used to do. You wouldn't necessarily sign the best players. You just sign the players that you think would fit into your system. Yeah. And, that, and that's exactly what he's done. Mm. Clever, isn't he? Mm. So clever. Just... Predictions for the Luton game. That's the only other thing I'd say before we uh, we we go in terms of score. I'll just put it out there one one because I've got no idea and we can't keep clean sheet. So I'd say one one. I'm going nil nil. Two two. Two two. Okay. I'll go two nil North End. Let's let's be optimistic. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sitting on the fence all these draws. Let's 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 hope for a good start. And it's not, you know I do these predictions and when you when you predict it's a draw, people say to you like you're sitting on the fence. I'm go hold on. Is that not one of three results that you can <laughs> win, lose, or draw? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it's, it? When there's three of you doing it, then that's a little bit you know. I, I, I'm putting out there North End are going to get a good start. 
Let's be honest, though, that, that could easily go any of three ways. No one knows. Really? Really? Well, oh, no draw, Ali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. No, no, right. no one has a clue. <clears throat> yeah. Um, thank you very much, Mark. Much appreciated. Um, Cheers, can, can we get you back on after the nine games? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I'll be from Mallorca, but you can get me on. <laughs> brilliant. Look forward to it. All right. Nice to meet you guys as well, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. That's Cheers, fun. Mark. Thank you very much. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, buddy. See you later. Cheers.